News Talk 580 CFRA presents the Employment Law Show with employment lawyer Alex Luchaferro. It is uh, 7.07 right here on your Tuesday evening. Welcome back to the show. We are live and ready to go and take your phone calls. Bring them on. 613-521-TALK. You have questions about employment, uh, maybe being on a temporary layoff, maybe linked or not linked to COVID-19. That's okay. Your questions are always valid, always wanted and necessary on the show. You keep the show going. 613-521-TALK. So, don't be bashful. doesn't matter what it is. Uh, a lot of people could be thinking the exact same thing, and they'll thank you quietly for you calling in. So so give it a shot. Uh, talk to Alex. He'll do his best to answer what he can. You want to send along an email, you could do that as well, help at employmentlawyer.ca, and to reach out after the show anytime, that is 1-855-821-5900. And if you hadn't taken a stroll over there yet, check out pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. That is a website that is full of employment law information, uh, both good for employers and employees. And wrapped up into that is also the severance pay calculator. If you've ever wondered what you would be owed if you were ever let go, it is going to be almost guaranteed a heck of a lot more than you're thinking or what your neighbor Bill told you last week when you had the conversation. He won't even be close. Pocketemploymentlawyer.ca to check that out. But we're ready to go on the show this week, Alex. We're going to get to everything you need to know about working notice of termination and hopefully some emails as well in between our phone calls. But we always start with the uh, the week that was, brother, what do you got going on? Hey, Johnny, thanks very much. Great to be live on the air for another Tuesday yep. edition of the Employment Law Show. Good news for employers and employees uh, this week here in Ottawa, John, as we enter phase three of reopening Ontario with uh, restaurants, bars, lots of other businesses as well, now being allowed to uh, open and expand their uh, their operations as of Friday. And uh, we continue to be uh, you know quite busy here in the Ottawa office, uh, John, receiving a ton of calls, ton of questions from uh, employees wanting to know what their rights are, concerned mm-hmm. about their situations at, at sure. work. And, and I mean, it's such a critical time for both employees and employers, uh, you know, when it comes to temporary layoffs, when it comes to, uh, you know, being let go permanently at, at work, we're seeing, uh, unfortunately, a, a lot of individuals being let go permanently from their employment and being offered severance packages and severance packages that are not up to scratch, that are far less than what those employees uh, are actually owed and we're assisting employees with uh, with that. And I mean, really, uh, we deal with, you know, the whole gamut of employment law issues, uh, uh, John. And uh, I mean, listen, for those listeners out there that are dealing with similar issues, if you're curious, if you have questions, if you're wondering about whether you're, what your boss is doing at work is right, uh, you know, we're, we're here tonight until 8 p.m. We're here to take your calls, take questions, resolve those workplace problems. So don't be shy. Take advantage of that while we're on the air. Really, whatever the uh, issue is, whether it's COVID-related or not. Uh, and as you mentioned, John, as usual, we'll start the show off with uh, a little segment we call The Week That Was. Mm-hmm. Talk about a couple of matters that came across uh, my desk uh, uh, this week. First matter... Uh, John is actually one I just resolved uh, uh, this past uh, week, and it took a few weeks to to resolve it. But it's a uh, it's a feel good uh, story for the most part. This employee that uh, I, I was assisting, nice older gentleman, uh, had been with the company for quite some time, for about twelve years with the same company in a pretty senior managerial position. And he originally come to came to me, John, at the beginning of this year, right in January of of twenty twenty. 
and uh, had some concerns. He he kind of saw the writing on the wall, and, and as you put it, John, uh, so eloquently, his spidey senses were t- tingling, That's it. Uh, and, and he was he was worried that that uh, you know he was going to lose his job. And I told him, listen, you know, there's not much you can do. At the end of the day, the employer does have the right to let an employee go, yep. uh, right? Your job is not a guarantee for life. If your employer wants to end it, it can. And so just sit tight. There's not much to do before it actually happens. You know, document anything that's concerning to you. And, and you know, when the time comes, uh, we'll deal with it. And and he was right. Uh, that, that termination came through. He was kind of patient and ultimately waited for it to happen. He was offered far less than he was actually mm-hmm. uh, owed. He was... Uh, you know, offered effectively a six-month severance package. And again, this was a 12-year employee in a pretty senior managerial position and in his early 60s. And we were be able to, to get him uh, within three weeks or so, effectively double what he was originally offered, uh, a severance package right at the range of uh, of 12 months. And, uh, and that was, based on his salary, a significant amount of money, tens of thousands of dollars. And, and I, you know, I bring this up, John, uh, again, because we are seeing a lot of terminations and a lot of similar circumstances where people are basically being offered half of what they're actually owed as severance packages. And also as an example that, I mean, listen, this is, this is not an uncommon scenario. We see this day in and day out. And these kinds of severance negotiations aren't complicated for the most part. They're not going to be antagonistic. No bridges will be burned. Um, in fact, employers are expecting employees to negotiate severance packages like this. So for all those listeners out there who have been let go, number one, don't accept severance packages on the spot. There's a good chance that you're being offered far less than what you're actually owed. And secondly, don't be shy to negotiate. Again, sometimes employers are expecting it. Uh, you want to speak with an employment lawyer, you want to get proper advice, and and you want to handle that situation properly. And usually what that means is having an employment lawyer uh, assist in the negotiations. And again, you shouldn't be shy as an employee to take those steps. Uh, it's your right to have a proper severance package. You need that money to hold you over until you can find new employment. And people have this, pardon me, this idea that, oh, I don't want to, you know, start something with my employer and a lawyer. It's going to end up in court and it'll be wrapped up and, you know, with a jury and all. It just, it, that's not a reality when it comes to employment law, is it? It isn't. I mean, for the most part, again, there are exceptions, but for the most sure. part, these kinds of severance negotiations are very, very straightforward. This is not complicated stuff. It's not uh, It's not rocket science. And again, you know, it will take a few weeks to resolve it, uh, but it usually resolves very amicably, usually with a letter of reference from the company, which is something that oftentimes you need in order to find that next job. And again, with no bridges burned and, uh, you know, nothing overly complicated as far as process uh, go. So again, you know, don't be bashful, don't be shy when it comes to trying to negotiate your severance package. You want to do it with an employment lawyer, uh, but you want to be doing it. Uh, otherwise, you're leaving literally thousands of uh, of dollars and probably, you know, 50 cents on the dollar uh, of, of what you're actually owed. Again, if you go to pocketemploymentlawyer.ca, there's all kinds of information of this nature and the severance pay calculator there as well. It's all free. It's all anonymous. You just punch in a bit of information. takes literally... 30 seconds to do, and you'll find out at the back what exactly the severance would look like if it was your situation. You will be shocked indeed, so check that out, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. The number to reach Alex anytime, especially when we're not doing the show, one 821 5900 And we will refer to your calls after we take that short break. Bring them on, 613 talk 
Employment Law Show on News Talk 580 CFRA. Now back to the Employment Law Show with employment lawyer Alex Luchafero on News Talk 580 CFRA. It is 718, which means you have tons of time to call in here live and talk to us, ask some questions if you'd like, get some answers. It's so worth 30 seconds of your time. Trust me, 613-521-TALK is the number. 613-521-TALK. Email is help at employmentlawyer.ca. Everything you need to know about working notice of termination. Let's get into this topic for uh, for this afternoon or for this evening, Alex. Number one, what is working notice of termination? Yeah, I think that's a good place to start, John. What, what is working notice yeah. of uh, of termination? Well, it's it's uh, really simple. It's as follows: Working notice of termination is when an employer lets you go, but instead of offering you a severance package, instead of actually offering you compensation, they provide advanced actual notice of the termination. Mm-hmm. Meaning, and if and if your employer sat you down today and provided you with working notice of their termination of your termination. He or she would say, uh, John, effective, I don't know, pick a date, effective August 15th, your employment is terminated. You're going to be working between now and August 15th, and this period of time is working notice of termination. So that's what it effectively is. It is is advanced notice that your employment is going to be ending at a future date, but you do have to keep working during that period of time. You're effectively put on notice that your employment is coming to an end. And that's the next question is, what if the employer here or the employee hears this and goes, oh man, everybody's going to know. I'm going to look like the workplace pariah. I don't want to do this anymore. And they don't want to continue working. Yeah. And, and, and that's typically the reaction that we will get, yeah. John, which is, uh, you know, it's, it's usually not a great scenario when you're given notice of your termination. You know that your employment is coming to an end, but you have to keep working. That's not particularly great, especially when maybe the relationship wasn't great to begin with and there might be a reason why you're being terminated. Right. Obviously that, you know, that relationship might already be a touch sour and now having been given notice that you're being let go effectively, you know, that might just make the relationship even worse. I guess the difficult advice we as employment lawyers have to give in that situation, John, is, well, listen, you can't just pick up and leave during a working notice period. Otherwise, that might be considered a resignation. You might be viewed as having resigned your employment, at which point you're not owed any severance whatsoever. So typically, we have to tell the employees that we speak with, listen, we know it's tough. A working notice period is never easy. It feels a little unfair, John, because it feels like you're working for your severance a little bit. And we'll get to severance in a sec, because working notice of, of your termination does ultimately affect one severance entitlements, um, but but it is completely legal for an employer uh, uh, to do. There's nothing necessarily illegal about giving working notice of termination. And so usually, again, we have to advise our employees, you've got to stick it out until the end of the notice period. You might be owed, and you're likely owed, further severance, actual pay in terms of severance pay beyond that date, but you've got to stick it out for the working notice period. Otherwise, you risk losing that entire severance package. 
Again, questions about this topic or any other phone lines are open and ready for you here at uh, what seven twenty-two in the uh, in the evening. Six one three five two one talk is that number. Yeah, you know, you talk about sticking it out, and that's the next question. What if at the end, okay, the employee says, okay, I'll do it. I'll I'll be a good soldier and work my entire notice, even though begrudgingly. But at the end, um, would the employer sometimes would there be a situation where they have to pay additional severance? Yeah, I would say it's actually often the case, if not the majority of the case, wow. John, that an employer is going to have to pay severance at the end of the notice period. And, and, and here's why. Uh, and this kind of goes to, you know, conversations about severance more generally. An employee severance entitlements are usually pretty significant. It's going to be a, a fair bit more than what, generally speaking, employees think they are. Mm-hmm. So, for example, you know, a, a six-year employee who's, let's say, in a sales position, and let's say they're quite young, right? Let's say they're in their late 30s or, or early 40s. That employee is going to be owed six months as a severance package, about a month per year of of service. It's very rare, John, for an employer to provide that much working notice. And let's use this example of, let's say, a six-month severance package. And here's the reason why. I mean, as as much as employees uh, don't like a working notice period, because again, it's kind of it feels like you're working for part of your severance, and that feels a little unfair. Employers, yeah. John, don't like it either, particularly. And you could probably imagine why. You know, I think most employers will assume, and and for the most part, rightly so, that an employee who is now on notice that they're being terminated. Uh, is not going to be as productive yeah, no, uh, or, or maybe yeah. as pleasant or maybe both in the workplace than they would otherwise be. Sure. And so a lot of employers generally will not provide advanced kind of significant working notice. They might provide a couple of weeks of working notice, maybe a month, maybe even a couple of months, which is actually you know a pretty long time. But it's, again, typically never a full severance period for an employee. And so, yes, a lot of times, to answer your question, a lot of times that employee will be owed additional severance entitlements at the end of that working notice period because it doesn't, that the notice period doesn't reflect an employee's full legal entitlements, which are based on their age, their position, and their years of service. So even for, you know, for those listeners out there and for those employees who are being terminated and be, and given working notice, don't just assume that that's all the company has to pay you. You still want to speak with an employment lawyer. You still want to figure out what your full entitlements are. And uh, again, almost always, there will be an additional amount there that's owed as severance pay. Well, some people might be asking that exact question since you, you mentioned six months or a few weeks notice period. How much notice should an employee be getting? Well, you know, the, the, the short, typical lawyer answer, John, is going to be, it depends. Uh, right. it's, it's one of our, it's one of our favorite, uh, favorite answers to those kinds of questions. But I mean, here's the way severance works. And our, our longtime listeners, and there, may, there are many of them will know this already. But for those of you who don't, uh, the way notice works is the same effective, uh, you know, effectively the same way that severance works. We're effectively talking about one and the same thing. And the way in which that is calculated is that it's going to be based on three main factors. Your age, your position, and the amount of time you've been with the company. The older you are, the longer you've been with the same company, the more senior or the more specialized your position is within that company, the more severance you're going to get or the more notice you're going to get or a combination uh, of both. And the reason why we look at those factors, John, the reason why we look at age, position, and years of service is to give us an estimate or to give us a sense of how long it might take that employee 
to find new work. And again, this is going to be significantly longer than most employees uh, you know, think it is. Even for short service employees, if you've been employed at a company for even you know, one or two years, your severance entitlements might be three, four, or five months. So basically, potentially double the amount of time that, that you've actually been there in months. And, and again, it's going to be far more than the one or two weeks of pay that everyone, that everyone thinks that they're owed when they're let go. During, so now you're on notice. You've got uh, you know two months or three months, whatever it is. It's a, a fairly lengthy period of time that you know you're on notice now with your employer. During that time, can that employer make any changes to the terms of employment during the notice period? Yeah, it's a great question, uh, John, and it's actually one that's become pretty relevant. You know, with respect to COVID nineteen and all the right. changes that have been happening, you know, employers trying to enact pay cuts and layoffs, and you know, changes to employees' compensation and schedule and whatnot. And I mean, the short answer is this, John. I'll, I'll keep it short and sweet. The short answer is no. An employer is not allowed to make any changes to an employee's compensation plan or just generally speaking their terms of employment during a notice period. Uh, now, that's the case both under what we call the common law, so both under kind of judge-made law or an employee's full entitlements and also under the Employment Standards Act in Ontario, which governs you know minimum employment standards and, and basic employee rights. In both cases, again, when it comes to your minimum entitlements and your full entitlements, you cannot change the terms of an employee's employment during a notice period or during a severance uh, period. Uh, you know, we saw uh, a, a pretty, uh, a pretty kind of public case of this a couple of months ago with uh, HBC, uh, the Hudson Hudson's Bay Company, mm-hmm. who tried to pay employees severance on the basis of a of a reduced rate uh, that they had introduced just kind of days before. Right. And again, even in a case like that, where actually the change comes before the notice period or because or before the severance period, it just doesn't fly. You know, a severance package has to be based on an employee's full severance entitlements, their full standard usual terms of employment. You can't make any changes within that period. And last one, I'll ask you before we uh, nip off to a break here: Can an employee be terminated for cause during that same notice period? Uh, so, you know, and, and again, for our listeners out there, what, what John uh, means when he says terminated for cause is being terminated uh, without any severance or without any further notice, I guess, in a situation like that. Right. And being terminated for cause is effectively uh, kind of the capital punishment, if we can say, of the employment relationship. It's reserved for the worst offenses and uh, and for kind of really, really egregious, nasty behavior in the workplace. And listen, John, I mean, I guess if... If an employee does something during a working notice period, you know, so let's say an employee is given a couple of weeks notice of their termination and they do do something terribly wrong within the workplace. They, you know, they lie or they cheat or they steal or they, you know, you know, let's think of something really, really egregious in, in the workplace. Then you know what? And it actually is cause for termination. Then you know what? Yeah, they can be terminated for cause and they're potentially owed, uh, owed, owed nothing after that point. But listen, we're talking about the worst of the worst uh, offenses, right? I mean, in most cases, when companies allege cause, it really isn't cause. I mean, the behavior, even if it's true, isn't bad enough to rise to that level of being the worst of the worst kind of offense. 
And, and so even if a company alleges cause, again, most of the time it's going to be unsubstantiated and there's no question at that point in time the, the uh, employee would be owed their full severance entitlements. It's not like the company gets a discount because they've now alleged cause. Either you have cause or you don't, and if you don't, an employee is owed their full severance entitlements. Let's take a short break here and uh, give you a chance to pick up a phone if you have questions now to ask. Uh, now's the time to do it. 613-521-TALK. We'll get into when an employment lawyer can help. That is on the way next on our show here, Employment Law Show, News Talk 580 CFRA. Now back to the Employment Law Show with employment lawyer Alex Lucifero on News Talk 580 CFRA. It is uh, 7.35. Welcome back to the show. Lots to get through here. We'll get to some of your emails and when an employment lawyer can help, but the phone call's always top priority. That is 613-521-TALK. And in that regard, we'll get to our uh, first call, I guess, for the night. That would be Pat. Pat, thank you so much for hanging on. How are you uh, tonight? I'm great. How are you? Great. What's uh, what's on your mind? Um, my sister-in-law um, was diagnosed with breast cancer in March. And um, she was working for a company uh, for 14 years. And um, this was just as COVID was hitting. Uh, she, she worked up till March the 20th. And um, um, on the 21st, her employer said she had applied for um, a short-term disability. And uh, on the 21st, her employer said that she was not eligible for the insurance because they were shutting down on the Monday and that she would have to go on uh, EI. Um, so that's, that's just part of it. Um, that's a question as to whether or not she was entitled to uh, short-term disability. Uh, the forms were sent. The insurer said yes, she she did qualify, um, but under the circumstances, they um, they said they couldn't do it because of COVID, the employer. Um, so she's turning 61. Um, she's also going through uh, depression because of the breast cancer, and she's finished the treatments. She told them she would be ready to go back to work, I believe it was July 13th, so last Monday, and um, they told her that uh, she no longer had a position there, mm-hmm. and that they, yeah. So and, and that's, this, that's and the so this sounds permanent, Pat. I mean, it's not. This is no yeah. longer a temporary layoff. It's, she's she's now been permanently terminated. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, I can answer the the disability question uh, first. I mean, disability insurance, whether it's short term or long term, uh, is something our firm does as well, and and something I, I practice as well. So I'm more than more than happy to answer that for you uh, and for your your sister in law, uh, uh, Pat. Generally speaking, it is it, it is the case that uh, before you start receiving disability benefits or disability insurance, you will have to apply and receive. Uh, what are called employment insurance sick benefits or sickness uh, benefits. So that's not uncommon. It's it's possible uh, that that would be the case. I would obviously have to have a look at your sister-in-law's uh, actual insurance policy 
uh, uh, Pat. Mm-hmm. But again, generally speaking, that is the case that you receive the employment insurance, again, sick benefits first, and then you can transition on to short-term disability benefits and then long-term disability benefits if need be. Now, the fact that you're, that, that her employer said, well, no, you, you don't qualify for short-term because we're, we're shutting down because of COVID, if that's what I understood, yeah. doesn't make sense to me. So the fact right. whether the business was in operation or not, the reality is that the insurance policy was in play. And mm-hmm. if your sister-in-law was medically unable to work and qualified for those disability benefits, she should have received them. Whether the mm-hmm. company is actually operating or not operating doesn't change that fact. So right. th- that sounds a little uh, concerning to me. I'm not sure if if her employer told her exactly what needed to be said or or the you know the reality of the situation but you know i guess the more difficult question now is she it seems like she's been permanently let go and or or at least that her position has has been eliminated uh, i guess the first question i would have for her is well does she think that that's actually the case or is she just being replaced in her position well um she works uh, at the department she works in is uh, accounts payable. So if the business is up and running, they've got to pay their bills. Sure. And uh, um, they said that, that, that the position was um, no longer needed. Uh, now, they, I'm guessing that somebody's taking it over because, as I said, you know, that job has to be done. So, yeah, um, yeah. so I, I don't well, know how... Sorry, go ahead. No, no, that's fine. That's fine. I, I, and the reason why I ask is because, well, if it's not true, if that's not the case, if her position hasn't been abolished, if somebody else is simply now doing the work, uh, you know, then I'm concerned about the timing of the termination because, you know, if, if even 1% of the company's decision-making here was related to her medical leave of absence or related to her illness, then that's discrimination on the on the basis or on the grounds of disability and potentially a human rights violation. How old is your sister-in-law, Pat? She'll be turning 20, 51. 51, and you said she had been no, with the company sorry. for... It's 61. She's 61. 61, okay. And you had said she, she's been with the company for 14 years and, and, it, and in an accounts payable... Uh, a position. I, I mean, she'd be right at around the month per year of service mark at about 14, uh, I would say 14 to 16 months, given her circumstances, given the fact that she was just coming off a, a medical leave uh, of absence and given COVID and the hard time she's going to have finding comparable employment uh, in, in her circumstances. I think her severance entitlements are significant. Uh, I don't know what she's been offered, but certainly. Uh, what I would suggest is uh, have her, Pat, contact our office, uh, give us a call. I'd be happy to chat with her off air. I want to get down to the disability issue because I think we need clarity and an answer on that question. And then we'd need to assess her severance entitlements and, and figure out what the company has offered and, and ultimately what she should be doing in the circumstances. This seems, I'm glad that you called because it, it does seem like a bit of a concerning situation and I, and I think she needs to get to the bottom of this. Mm-hmm. Um, just uh, to to uh, fill you in further, she she was offered a four and a half months. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Not not surprising, Pat. I, I I hate to say, but you know, as I was mentioning at the top of the show, and and it may be because of COVID, and 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 maybe be becoming more prominent, shall we say, because of COVID. But but I'm seeing employers offer half or even less than half employees severance entitlements. 
these days, and this is just another example of that. So, you know, I, I said 14 months is probably a pretty reasonable number, and she's been offered, you know, effectively a third of that. And so, uh, yeah, I, I'd really encourage uh, her to give us a call, Pat. And again, I'd be happy to chat with her uh, off air, free of charge, mm-hmm. and, and uh, you know, again, get to the bottom of this. Okay. All right. So I'll let her know that, and uh, that's encouraging. I certainly hope so, because she's... Uh, She's a widow, and she lives alone, and her yeah. uh, income, is it's extremely important um, that she yeah. has. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Especially these so. days. Yeah, no, I, I hear you, Pat. Thanks for the call. Appreciate that, Pat. And to carry on, I'll give you the number uh, right now, one 821 Email is help at employmentlawyer.ca. You can send that uh, along to Alex. Again, one 855 821-5900-PAT is the number. When an employment lawyer can help. How about this one? We just covered it. When you've been let go from your job with or without cause, especially when it comes to the point of severance. If it's overtime and all that stuff, fine. You can do the labor board. But, man, you need an employment lawyer when it comes to that, right? Yeah, and listen, I don't want to, uh, you know, oversimplify or or, or yep. dumb it down at all, Jan, but, uh, John. But you just, you know, you just witnessed effectively when an employment lawyer uh, is important, and that's when you're talking about people being let go from their jobs. Because again, it's becoming more and more common nowadays that we're seeing employers offer severance packages that are far, far less uh, than employees are actually owed. Again, we just saw it with Pat and her sister-in-law, and hopefully, we'll be able to help her out there and and get her what she's. Uh, owed, but listen, you know, dealing with these kinds of termination issues, whether it's a, you know, whether it's uh, a for cause allegation, let's say your employer is alleging that you did something wrong, or it's just a restructuring or, you know, a job elimination and just kind of a, uh, what we call a without cause termination, meaning it had nothing to do with an employee's performance or conduct, but simply a nature, kind of a business decision. In either case, uh, John, an employment lawyer is going to be able to guide you through that process, tell you what you're owed, compare that nice. to what the company has offered, and then actually pursue those entitlements and get them to you as quickly and efficiently right. uh, as possible. That is the bread and butter of our work, John. It's what we do, you know, for the most part, all day, uh, every day. And it's really, really critical for employees because, again, at the end of the day, employees need that compensation. They need that financial support in order to hold them over, in order to give them that comfort and reduce that stress of, you know, figuring out what comes next, of finding that next job. And, you know, again, for the most part, what employers offer as far as severance packages go, they're not going to hold those employees over. It's not going to be long enough, especially in an economy like this, to actually assist that employee and hold them over until they can find new work. More of those talking points are on the way, and we'll see if we can get to a couple more calls. If you you bring them on, just like Pat did, 613-521-TALK is the way to do that. And the email address, help at employmentlawyer.ca. Employment Law Show, News Talk 580 CFRA. Now back to the Employment Law Show with employment lawyer Alex Luchafero on News Talk 580 CFRA. We are back. It is 749. you got a few minutes to give us a call. Feel free. 613-521-TALK is the number. 613-521-TALK. I want to get to a couple more of these points before we slide down to uh, some emails. And that is when an employment lawyer can help. And that is when you're dealing with workplace harassment. This getting all too common these days. Right, pal? 
It really is, uh, John. And I'll actually even, uh, you know, expand this point out to, you know, when you're dealing with difficult work situations, generally speaking, and especially in the COVID-19 context, even health and safety issues are, are, are you know, yeah. fall under that, uh, under that rubric. And so, you know, I, I want to be clear when it comes to workplace safety, when it comes, it comes to workplace harassment, you know, all employees in Ontario and across Canada, for that matter, uh, have the right to be free from harassment and, and to also be safe in the workplace. No employee out there, no matter how small the employer is, no matter how big the employer is, no employee uh, should be subjugated to uh, you know, poor treatment from a from a boss, uh, from swearing in the workplace, from condemnation, from you know unnecessary demotions or unnecessarily unfair treatment, or from on the other hand safety concerns, especially when it comes to COVID nineteen. If you're employed at a small mom and pop shop, and for whatever reason uh, your employer isn't taking the safety precautions like masks, like hygiene in the workplace seriously. That's a problem, and an employment lawyer can help you in those kinds of situations by, number one, advising you on what your actual rights are. Right? Sometimes employees uh, you know, get it wrong for whatever reason, uh, and they need to be you know, explained the way the law works. And also, they need to be assisted through a process like this because, for example, when it comes to something like workplace harassment, uh, John, there's actually a process that, you know, in most cases has to be taken in order to escalate the issue, uh, you know, and, and try and resolve the issue internally. So in a, you know, let's say a medium-sized business, uh, so where it's not just, you know, an employee and the owner of a company, an HR complaint needs to be filed with human resources or with someone who's kind of responsible for human resources within the department. And then an investigation has to be taken, uh, has to be undertaken and an employee, you know, and the, and the alleged perpetrator, let's call them, have to move through that investigation process. And again, an employment lawyer here can assist behind the scenes in guiding that employee through that process and advising them on what they should be doing every step of the way. The other, you know, the other way in which an employer, uh, an employment lawyer rather, can also assist when it comes to workplace harassment, and this would be kind of the final step in that process, if an employer refuses to investigate or refuses to remedy the situation, and it's really just gotten out of control, well, then an employment lawyer like myself can step in and say, hey, this employee doesn't have to take this anymore. He or she is resigning uh, their employment. They're considering themselves terminated. Uh, and because of that, they are owed a severance package. It's what we call a constructive dismissal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and what we're really saying is this employee has been treated so poorly that the employer, the perpetrator, again, has effectively broken the employment relationship. They have breached the terms of employment by not treating this employee in a dignified professional way. And that's a legitimate claim, John. Those claims go through the courts and go through the tribunals all the time. Uh, and oftentimes we're, we are able to get employees out of that kind of situation, get them the severance that they're owed, and hopefully get them moving on to a new job that they actually enjoy rather than having to deal with a poisoned work environment. Talking about what an employment lawyer can really help, and this one is, uh, again, uh, coming to the fore with COVID-19 more and more, and that is when significant changes have been made to your job, but without your permission. 
Yeah, that's right. And you're exactly right, John. We, we've seen that uh, so, so much with COVID-19. Uh, and, and, you know, what we mean here is, you know, the, the way the law works, generally speaking, is an, is an employer is not allowed to make a significant or a major change to your terms of employment. You know, a lot of times, whether it's in an employment contract or whether it's just a handshake and off we go, the basic terms of employment are agreed upon upon hiring. You know, you know your hours of work, what you're going to make, what you're going to do, yep. and all of that is kind of established. And again, even if it's not in writing, there those are implied terms. That's just the na- it's a, a verbal contract, shall we say? And if an employer tries to make a big change to those terms, let's say they want to cut your pay or they want to change your hours in a significant way, or they want to temporarily lay you off, and that's not a term of your employment. That is when an employment lawyer can help, because again, it might be to your detriment to be accepting those changes. You don't necessarily want to accept the pay cut. Of course you don't. You don't want to necessarily change your hours. Maybe you have family responsibilities and you need to keep those hours a certain uh, a certain way. Temporary layoffs is a big one we've seen with COVID-19. You don't necessarily want to agree to a layoff because you are introducing this new term now to your terms of employment and you're you're allowing the employer to be able to do it, you know, again and again. And so again, oftentimes you will engage an employment lawyer in order to get you out of that situation. And what I mean by that is again, it, by claiming constructive dismissal, uh, an employment lawyer can get you out of that change, of that significant change to the terms of your employment, get you a proper severance package, and again, get you moving on into uh, to a new job. What also is possible, and, and, and what we do sometimes for, for our clients, and they're grateful for it, we can actually resolve the situation altogether, right? We can get the employer to say, oops, sorry, we didn't know we weren't allowed to make this big right. change. Forget about it. We're, you know, we, we're sorry for it. We'll keep the employee on their previous terms of employment and forget this ever happened. That happens too sometimes, uh, uh, John. And again, employees are generally appreciative of that because you've saved them the headache of, you know, again, having to accept the pay cut or having to accept the big change to the terms of their employment. Let's get to an email from Patricia as we wind down here. Uh, Patricia says, guys, our department is being shut down and I'm going to lose my job. I'm scheduled to go on maternity leave in a few weeks. Can you explain what happens to my severance and mat leave in this situation? Yeah, well, that's uh, that's obviously uh, a tough one. I mean, the first thing that comes to mind for me, John, is, you know, Patricia might be owed an enhanced severance package right. because she's now going on maternity leave and she's obviously not going to be able to look for a job or find the job anytime soon. I have certainly had cases in the past where, you know, uh, women who have gone on mat leave have been terminated effectively just before that leave. And we've effectively been able to cover the entire uh, parental period or the, the maternity and then parental leave periods and then some actually a, a little. And that's, you know, potentially over uh, well over a year's pay uh, because, again, the, the point of severance is to hold that employee over until they can find new work. And obviously, as a, you know, as a new mother or a new parent, for that matter, it's going to be effectively impossible to be searching for a job and finding a new job. So certainly an enhanced severance package uh, would be owed. Uh, she would then also qualify for employment insurance benefits 
or you know mat leave benefits uh, following the severance period. So there might might be even a further period there where she can receive uh, EI. And, and I guess the last thing that comes to mind, John, is I'd want to know you know if her position again has truly been restructured or eliminated. Fair enough, an employer would be uh, allowed to do that. Um, my concern, you know, we always say don't mess with mama. My concern nope. anytime we're talking about an employee who's going on mat leave uh, being terminated is is that, you know, the, the termination might be related to that leave. And again, that's problematic. It would be discrimination under the Human Rights Code. So I probably want to look into that as well. Let's see if we get uh, Fred in here quickly. Fred says, I drive a school bus. My employer is federally regulated, and HR told me that I only get two weeks severance. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, great great question, and the answer is no, it's not right. Uh, nope. Just because your employment might be federally regulated, so if you work for a you know telecommunications company, a bank, uh, railway, uh, airline, etc. Your severance entitlements aren't any different. Severance is still based on age, position, and years of service. And, and uh, I, I'm guessing uh, in this gentleman's case, it's going to be far more than two weeks, John. I've, no I've, as we've seen a couple of times over the course of this show already, uh, that's not the way severance works. Again, we're going to be talking about severance in the several months, I'm guessing. And so this gentleman probably wants to get some legal advice and, uh, and uh, negotiate an increased severance package there. We're going to leave it at that for tonight. Nicely done, sir. Appreciate your call, Pat. And if you want to carry on and have a conversation with Alex later on, you could do so right now. It is 1-855-821-5900. The number email address is help at employmentlawyer.ca. And any time at all, 24-7, free and absolutely anonymous, go to pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. We'll catch you next time in the Employment Law Show, News Talk 580 CFRA. 